modern day slave. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. I take a knee, but no one listens to no cares about no descendant of some. I entertain them like a book dancing. Shoot that ball, make them laugh And it don't matter how you vote Cause you's a Democratic Republican I held my job and still they pay me like a Whip me like a Then work me like a Dirty cops shoot a back talking Drug dealing A runaway Obama won cause they were scared of the Knew they older But never paid the you make it to the league and still be a million dollar, a welfare. The prison system got like three million. I speak for the, I want a freedom. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. Now it don't matter about your color, you're a, a white trash, a ghetto black. And Trump don't care about no Mexicans or Puerto Ricans. Just let them drown. No, 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 nobody cares about the health of no sick or not. I'll fire that. I know all whites didn't really own. Some blacks own. Some Uncle Tom. And everybody benefited from the sharecropping. That act swinging. Even the White House was designed by some intelligence and built by more. The Civil War was won and fought by some. Fought for the. We died like some. And everybody loves the cooking from us. Sex from us. They toss away us. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. Man, 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 that is my man, Robbie Blue. Robbie Blue, you can find this song. It is called Modern Day Slave. You can find it on uh, YouTube. You can find it on uh, Apple Music. You can find it on Spotify, etc. So brothers that sent me this song through my email, man, and what's funny is a lot of people send me emails about checking out their songs or DMs on Instagram about checking out their songs. But I'm about to really get serious with this podcast and really get consistent with this podcast. So I need music. 
And so I'm going through my emails, emailing everybody back about the credit restoration link that I had uh, just completed. And in doing so, I ran into this brother email and I just said, man, let me go ahead and check this song out, man. And when I checked it out, man, it actually being it actually ended up being a song that I like, man. It's a pretty dope song. So I'm going to link his link in the uh, description box. So if you're looking at this on, you know, Anchor or Apple Podcasts, you will be able to click the link. And check this brother out, man. But welcome back to the Brother Ben X podcast, man. I appreciate you guys, man. This show is going to be sponsored by Patreon. If you would like to support Brother Ben X and all of the content that I'm putting out, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Brother Ben X. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Brother Ben X. We're going to start this podcast by reading uh, a passage from Message to the Black Man in America. This is going to be chapter 19, titled First Love Yourself. Let's get right into it. One of the greatest handicaps among the so called Negroes is that there is no love for self, nor love for his or her own kind. This not, this not having love for self is the root cause of hate, dislike, disunity disagreement betraying stool pigeons and fighting and killing one another how can you be loved if you have not love for self and your own nations and dislike being a member of your own then what nation would trust your love and membership you say of yourself i love everybody this cannot be true love for self comes first the Bible, the book that you claim to believe, says, love the brotherhood. That's First Peter 2, chapter 17. Love one another. That's John 15 and 17. Love of self comes first. The one who loves everybody is the one who does not love anyone. This is the false teaching of Christians for the Christians war against Christians. They have the Bible so twisted by adding in and taking out of the truth that it takes only God or one whom God has given the knowledge of the book to understand it. Now, that's what I want to read, but I want to go back up to where it says here. It talks about this not having love for self is the root cause of hate, dislike, disunity, and disagreement. Now, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that it is the knowledge of self that produces this love for self and this love for self and knowledge of self produces respect for self. How can a man or woman love what they don't even know? I'll give you an example. You can hear a man that may be burning in a house. You may even want to go in because you just may be a, a, a what you call it? A human, uh, a humanitarian. But you may call nine one one because you just don't know. You don't want to sacrifice your life like that. It's somebody you don't know. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. But if you hear the sound of your son, if you hear the sound of your daughter, your reaction is going to be totally different than you hearing somebody you don't know. What is the difference? You may love all people, as you say. But that love is in degrees. 
You love your son so much you're willing to die for your son. You're willing to live for your son. Same for your daughter. So if you have no love for yourself, of course you're going to hate yourself. Of course you're going to hate being black. Have y'all seen that doll test family? There was a doll test where they was testing little children, black and white, and they would say things like, which one do you think is ugly? And even the black children family was pointing to the dark one. Which one do you think is smart? They will point to the white one. Why is that? We have not been taught the proper knowledge of ourselves. We have not been taught that black woman, you are the mother of civilization. We have not taught the black man, you are the original man. You are the father of civilization. You're not black because you curse. No, sir. You're black because you first. We haven't been taught that. We've been taught if it's a black cat that walks by, it's bad luck. We've been taught that the black or the brown fruitcake is the devil's fruitcake. We've been taught all these things. So we want to put makeup on to make ourselves look lighter. We want to do, we want to hit it, hit the Photoshop. You dark just like Chucky, you hitting the Photoshop, making yourself lighter. Why? You may have all this consciousness and quotes we post, but we don't have the proper knowledge of self and the proper love for self to be okay with who we are, be okay with how we look. See, if we had more knowledge of melanin and how it connects us to the universe, Maybe we will fall in love with ourselves. When you understand that black is the dominant, we have the dominant gene. The, those uh, who are whites or who we call Caucasians have the recessive gene. You can get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. They are grafted from you. Black is not a color. It is the essence from which all color comes from. But when we get that type of knowledge, then we fall in love and we say things like, I'm, I'm black and I'm proud. So when you see a brother in the streets who don't know who he is, who don't have a, pur uh, a purpose, who don't have a passion, who don't have an aim when he wakes up, why do you think if he don't care about himself that he's going to care about you? I've been telling, I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks, man. These young brothers who are here killing, man, they're killing because they don't got a purpose. They don't know who they are in this world, man. They don't know what they want to be. Just to tell y'all a little bit about me, family. I got a brother, man, Brother Boogie. He's in prison right now doing life. My best friend, man. We actually are on the same page when it comes to this message. I, you know, honestly, we talked the other day. And he was like, man, it's crazy because the same thing you saying out there, I'm saying it in here. I'm just a gangster version of you. And it's a fact. And you know what he told me, family? This for everybody who out there in the streets. And this is a brother who was in them streets. He can fight. He can, he can get in with the best of them. The brother told me, man, this is not a place for me. This is not a place for no man. The brother told me, family, 
what my stepfather was trying to teach me when I was younger. That's the same thing that I'm standing on right now. Those principles and what he was trying to tell me is the same mindset that I had today. He said, I wish I would have listened to him when I was younger. Now he's paying a price, but I was hanging around him. But what kept me out of that lifestyle was I had a vision. I had a dream. I really thought I was going to go to the NBA. I love basketball so much that if if there was an opportunity to do something wrong that would jeopardize me playing in a basketball game, I couldn't do it. I couldn't smoke weed because I had asthma and I said, hey, man. If I smoke, man, I'm going I'm not going to have as much stamina that I that I usually have in the game. I can't do that. If I skip school, I'm not going to be able to come to practice. If I skip school, I'm not going to be able to play in the game. If I fail my test, if I fail my classes, I'm not going to be able to play basketball. So it was my dream and my vision that I had that kept me in line. But what about when a young child has been told by his mother over and over again, you ain't going to be nothing. You're going to be just like your daddy. And his daddy ain't nothing. What about that young brother who says, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an entrepreneur. And his parents don't even listen to him. Not only do they not listen to him, they discourage him or her from doing what he wants, what he wants to do, what she wants to do. Because the parent wants to live through you or the parent is just so damn negative. They have been so just miserable in their life that they passing it down to their children. What about a young child like that? What is he thinking when he goes outside? Those are things we have to ask ourselves. What is he thinking? If I look in the mirror and all I see is a nigga, well, when I see you, all I see is a nigga. Because you look just like me. You a reflection of me. Think on that. You, man, all you are, man, is a reflection of me. But if I look in a mirror, bro, and I see a God, if I look in the mirror and I see somebody who has vision, somebody who has purpose, somebody who I know the essence of them, no matter what their condition is, I know what your essence is. I know who you are and whose you are. Man, I'm going to look at you a little bit different, man. My mindset has to change. So what I'm saying is, family, we must get the knowledge of ourselves. And not just I'm the original man, the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, God of the universe. That is the knowledge of self. But I have to know what pisses me off. What food affects my body? What is my strengths? What is my weaknesses before I enter into a relationship? So before I end up courting a woman, before I court a man, let me court myself. So when I get with you, I know that you are a good match. That's the knowledge of self that I'm talking about. We have to have a comprehensive knowledge of who we are. So when times get tough, I know deep down there's strength there. So I'm still going to keep it pushing. So this knowledge of self, we must have. We must have because he just said right now, look at this. This not having love for self is the root cause of hate, disunity, and disagreement. We don't know who we are. We don't have self-love. 
you're a Christian, but I'm a Muslim. And because I don't have the I don't have a comprehensive knowledge. I don't have love for you. I don't even love you. I don't even want to talk to you because you don't believe like me. You're a Hebrew Israelite. I don't want to talk to you. I can't unite with you. I can't build with you because you're a Hebrew Israelite. Then we justify. Can two men walk together lest they agree? Well, hell, we agree on something. You didn't agree with everything that your mama said. You didn't agree with everything that your father said. But that's your father. That's your mother. You still my brother. That's how we have to think, family. That is going to be the solution to our problem. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. And once we figure that out, man, I believe, man, we're going to begin to raise because I don't have to believe everything you believe. We just got to come together on common grounds. I got to love you. Because in loving you, I'm going to search for the God in you. I'm going to search for your gift. I'm going to search for your talent. I may disagree with that. But I'm searching for that talent that we can agree on because we all got a, a, a common condition. Shit, they killing you. They killing me. They killing your kind. They killing my kind. They killing Hebrew Israelites. If you're a Hebrew Israelites and they kill a Muslim. If you're a Muslim. They don't care. They're not asking who you are before they do something to you. They're not asking them questions. They see us as the original people. They see us as their mothers and fathers. So they do what they do. So we're going to get to the next segment of this show. Before we go to this show, please make sure you check out www.brotherbenx.com. www.brotherbenx.com. I have a lot of merch coming soon. T-shirts, hoodies, this podcast. And the hoodies and the bomber jackets is going to be off the chain. And if you would like to book me, go to bookbrotherbenx at gmail.com as well. Uh, I have several resources there as well. I got my courses, man. I got $2 Mondays. I got blackondemand.tv. There's a lot of resources you can go through. But I want to read something as I go into this next um, episode that I really want to delve into today. There's a guy who's an actor. His name is Hosea. What is that? I want to say Sanchez, but it's spelled... C-H-N-C-H-E-Z. So if it's Sanchez, which I doubt, I believe it's Sanchez, but y'all get what I'm saying. He made a post today about his childhood and what happened to him at the age of 14. So I want to go into this because this has happened to many others who haven't spoken out. I don't know if this is his first time speaking about it, but it may be. I'm Hosea Sanchez. And when I was 14 years old, I was molested by my friend's father. 
This man is a predator, preying on children whose trust he's falsely built through lies, manipulation, threats, and secrets. I hope this truth helps to stop child molesting predators from sexually assaulting more children. Pedophiles have no place in our society. They hide in the open and rape children who are afraid to speak up because of shame, guilt, fear, denial, and the thought that no one will believe them. I'm, I'm doing this to help parents and young children become aware of some of the signs and better protect themselves from sexual predators. Swipe to read my truth. So he reads, before these words got here now, they have been written and erased many, many times. This time I made a choice to be man enough, human, human enough, brave enough, maybe even crazy enough to keep them here. So here it goes. About a year or so ago, I remember something I tried my whole life to forget. Actually, I didn't try. I intentionally forgot. I remembered the conversation I had with myself when I was around 14. I convinced myself that no one needed to hear about this. People would judge me. People won't care either way. And the truth could only hurt me, my family and everyone else's family. So I locked it away until now. It was summer and I was about 14. I had gotten a ride home from my friend's father, who this day seemed insistent upon dropping me off himself. It seemed odd until I later realized he had been preparing me for this long ride home for a while. A week before this day, my friend's dad was asking me what type of girls I liked and if I had sex with a girl yet. He kept saying, I bet you have girls screaming with that big dick. I bet you can come a lot. I didn't know it at the time, but he was trying to see where my boundaries were. He was using a false hyper-masculinity as a way to sniff out my comfort level with sex and privacy. This became a regular conversation where he asked me about sex and wondering what girls think about me sexually. But for some reason, he had never asked me anything around his son, my friend, or anyone else. It was only, when, it was only with me and always when no one else was around us. Little did I know, those secret conversations were his way of testing my level of privacy and secret keeping with him. I was always uncomfortable and shy about talking about sex with him. Obviously, I was only 14, which was the perfect personality trait for this predator to prey on, shy and introverted. That's how some predators start, by finding your child's weak, innocent, shy spots and exploiting them through the lens of secret sex, masculinity, girls, and trust. Parents of boys, please pay attention to this. He knew my father wasn't in my life and my mother was a single mom. So he would always tell me I was like his other son so I can trust he's always looking out for me. Further building my trust and commitment to his predatory agenda. On this one day in particular, he insisted on taking me home. I knew something wasn't right. My intuition was telling me it's not right but I got in the car anyways. Shortly after the drive began, he detoured and pulled down a dirt road, pulled over and said he wanted to talk to me about school and what my plans for the future are. He worked at a university, so he said 
He's only looking out for me and my future. Then out of nowhere, he said he wanted to see what girls are going crazy over. Then he reached over, unzipped my pants, and told me to trust him. I remember he kept saying, trust me, you will like it. He pulled out my penis, put it in his mouth, and molested me in his car. When he finished, he said, it don't mean nothing if a guy gives you a blowjob. It's not intercourse, so it's not sex. Then he told me he's a very powerful man. And if I'd ever told anyone, he would ruin my life and no one would, would believe me anyways. I was 14, a young boy, a child. I'm choosing to come forward with it now in hopes that my truth helps to free someone else from guilt and shame at the hands of a predator, rapist, pedophile. I hope it helps to stop someone else from being molested, raped, assaulted, and taken advantage of as a kid. I often wonder if he's done doing this to other kids. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I wouldn't be able to live with myself if he left this earth and I didn't hold him accountable for what he did to me or any other kid. So in effort to heal the damage that's been done, I'm choosing to expose him now to finally hold this man accountable for his actions. Isaac Sanders from Montgomery, Alabama is a disgusting pervert, a punk, a coward, a sexual predator, a rapist, and worst of all, he's a pedophile. This man molested me when I was 14 years old, and for years I was afraid to face this truth. As a man, a black man, I always thought acknowledging this would make me less of a man. I was afraid to be judged, talked about, laughed at, or even worse, not believed at all. I asked God to help me become the best me I can be and in the process allow my life to inspire, uplift, and heal someone else's pain and trauma. I pray to God this truth Help someone, I pray to God, it helps me. The end, the beginning. Hosea E. Sanchez. <sighs> you know, man, this is a sad situation, family. I want to go over some things that he talked about. Number one, fathers, parents, this is why it is so important to be in the lives of your children. This is another reason why I stress do for self. This is another reason why I stress business. This is another reason why I stress financial freedom. Because you have enough time to raise your children. Your children don't have to catch the bus. Your children don't have to depend on other people. They can depend on you. You got time to raise them up because this is a wicked, a wicked world man and people are preying upon people who are young and innocent another thing children if you're watching this children please listen to me if anybody does anything out of line let somebody know somebody your mother know your uncle know your papa know, your brother know, somebody. Because as this brother said, he started off small, trying to test the waters. But if you let somebody abuse that and you let that slide, as the devil did, starting off as a serpent, ended up being a dragon in the end. You have to check it at the door. Check it at the door. 
because it's going to, and this is with anything, relationships, women. If you're allowing, if, if, if that man is steady calling you a bitch, steady calling you a hoe, and you allow that to happen, he's going to keep going. So when he first, he's playing it off, he said, oh, yeah, this is my B, and you laugh it off? Well, when he gets angry, you don't think he's going to call you out your name? You don't think he's going to abuse you? Have to be careful. Women, same with the women. If the first time he puts his hand on you, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to talk about, oh, he loved me. He was just angry. No, this right here going to have to stop. If you angry, okay, I get it. We all get angry. But this hitting me, this going to this, this gonna be the first and only time. You let your father know, let your brother know, let your uncle know, because that little push that he did, that's going to turn into a slap. That slap is going to turn into a, 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 a punch in the face. That punch in the face is going to turn into, if you tell anybody, I'm going to kill you and your family. So we got to check it at the door, family. God gave us this life. We have to stand up and protect the lives, the life that God gave us. We have to. We have to be proactive in our children's lives. We have to be overprotective. Yes, I said it. We have to be overprotective with our children. By the grace of God, man, I've been able to be self-employed going on five years now. My children would not be going to no public school. My wife has been able to be a, a, a housewife, basically, staying at home. She uh, does, doing the homeschooling. I, I mean, when I leave the house to go work, when I'm traveling, doing this work, I can be at peace knowing that they're going to be okay, knowing that my son may not be getting fed some food that we don't eat, knowing that he's not going to be drinking out of anybody besides his mother. That's a blessing for a father, man. Fathers, we have to be in our children's life. You see, there are men out here who's looking for people, children, who don't got fathers. Punks, cowards. So mothers, I encourage you, find a mentor. I encourage you, find somebody that is not trying to be his mentor to get with you. Find an organization that has a track record. Because you got people out here as well just going to give you the game. You got people out here as well who see somebody who got a who a single single mother. Oh, let me mentor your child. He trying to get close to the child so he can get close to you. So I know it's difficult finding somebody. But not to be biased, family. The Nation of Islam has a track record. The Nation of Islam, whether if you believe in everything or not, man, come to the study groups. Come learn. And if you want to join, join. I mean, the junior FOI is something that's beautiful. It's going to provide discipline. It's going to provide structure, not only to him, but to you, mother, in the MGT class. Are we perfect? Of course not. We all striving. We all growing. But even if it's not the Nation of Islam, find the Black Panthers, find the double N, you know, NAACP, find a, a 501c3, find somebody who's doing some work that's real. Single mothers, please do this. Not only because of the protection, he needs somebody who he can vent to and talk to and go to, but he just needs a man in his life. He needs a man in his life. He needs to have an example 
of what a real man is. You know, I'm not saying that a woman can't raise a man because she can. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talks about this all the time. My mother raised me. She taught me how to be a man. However, a good example is important. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was always looking for a man to stand up and save our people and who can fight for our people. He thought it was Marcus Garvey. It was in his time, but he was gone by then. So when he found the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he said, oh, this is the man that I've been looking for all my life. Your son, a lot of them just need somebody who they can look up to. They need somebody who they can reflect. As Pastor T.D. Jakes or Bishop T.D. Jakes said, you not only need a mentor, but you need a model. Somebody that you can model after of. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said you never have to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. What clean glass do you have for your son? What clean glass do you have for your daughter? These are things we have to ask ourselves, man. So I hate it for this brother that he has to go through this. But I'm glad that the brother has gained courage to speak out. Because hopefully it'll, 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 it'll force the parents to get back and start asking the children some questions. It'll force the children and the fathers to attempt to create an environment where you can protect your children. I want to Google the word protect real quick. Because I don't want us to be reactive people. We can't be reactive. We have to be proactive. Let's look at this. The word protect. Keep safe from harm or injury. It says keep safe from. So if your daughter gets raped, touched on, she's already been harmed. She's already been abused. Now you can go beat somebody up. You could. You could kill them. You can do whatever you want to do. But she's already been harmed. She's already been damaged. So that I'm not saying that's not a solution. If it happens. But what I'm saying is it's better for us to prevent the situation. How do we present the, 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 the situation? By providing a good, a good environment. Being able to protect them. Being a, not leading them to temptation. How do you do that? You provide them with the proper tools that they need. So my son ain't got to go out and sell drugs to pay to help me pay rent because I'm paying the rent. My son ain't got to go out and talk about he trying to get to the back because I've righteously created a platform, blueprint, and a system for him to get the bag. And the bag he going to get is going to be more than what he going to get in the streets. <coughs> that's, what, that's how we got to think as a father. So right now, as a father, if you got somebody, if you got children, they young, man, this is the, this is the time we got to grind. We ain't got time to be going to no club. We ain't got time to be playing around. We got assets to build. We got businesses to build. We got investments to make. Because when my son get age of 14, 15, I can't have him begging the white man for a job. I can't have him begging anybody for a job. I'm his father. I can't have him thinking about leading to temptation. I can't have him tempted to sell drugs because he saw this OG in the hood or he saw somebody on the damn tv or instagram talking about i got a way you can make some money by scamming people with credit cards i can i, I can put your own little bro 
show you how the streets work because he got a nice home. He got a nice car, but his daddy don't. No, we got to get to work right now, man, because we got to be the example. We run around here mad because they they entertain and they looking up and they influenced by Cardi B, 2 Chainz, Lil Wayne and Drake. Well, they got to be inspired by you. You got to be so powerful. You got to be so productive that they say, man, I'm pr I, I look up to my daddy. I want to be like my daddy. I want to be like my father. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, a father is one who takes his children farther than him. Putting somebody in a position to go further than you. We have to sacrifice right now to build a system that, that's going to be a launching pad for them. Tupac said it's hard for a 21-year-old to build a legacy or to build something on his own. Not a legacy, but to build on his own. You know what I'm saying? We got to provide that for them. We can't say, well, son, it was hard growing up. I had to fill out all these applications. I had to do this. So you, that, that's just how life is. You got to do the same thing. Hell no. No, sir. You didn't want to live like that. So why not build a life to where your son ain't got to live like that? Now, let me balance it out. I'm not talking about, I am not talking about spoiling them. I'm talking about providing them with the proper tools to be successful. See, look at God, man. Look at our father. We want to eat. The fruits is already here. The vegetables is already here. We just got to go down and plant it. Grow the food. Water the food. Nurture it. Drop the seed. He's given us what we need, but we do got to put in work to receive. Ooh, that's a tweet right there. He's given us what we need, but we just got to plant the seed to receive. Good God almighty. With that being said, family, this next section of the show, man, we're going to get into the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He says in this title, our Savior has arrived. Check this out, family. Don't you tell me that we don't need a savior born for the black man in America. Come on. Come on, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need to be saved from our ignorance. Our ignorance is killing us, brothers and sisters. We need to be saved from our own self-hatred. We need to be saved from our lust to destroy one another. We need to be saved from this brutal, self-defeating, inferior psychology that white folks have put on us that makes it difficult for us to do anything of value without opposing and destroying one another. We need a savior. And I ask you, do black people qualify for one? I appeal to God. Have we met the requirements? If I meet the requirements to go to school and you deny me, why? If I meet the requirements to buy a home in a decent neighborhood and you deny me, why? If I meet the requirements to call down from heaven its blessings and mercy and a messenger and a warner and a savior and you, God, reject me, I ask you, why? Go ahead. 
Are you racist too? Do you know why you don't believe that God raised a messenger for you? Do you know why it's so easy for you to deny the gift of God's wisdom in a man from among yourselves? It is because you have fallen so low in your own estimation of yourself that you really don't believe that God cares. Though you shout, though you sing, though you dance, though you run up and down the aisles, deep down inside, you don't believe that God is interested in the affairs of black folk. You don't believe it. You don't believe that Almighty God could do for you what he did for those before you. But a prophet of God is not the full manifestation of the wisdom of God. He's represented by the moon, and moon is borrowed light that you see in the darkness of night. But since one was willed into existence from the beginning, from the originator who wanted to perfect his creation, the power of that will and the force of that will for 78 trillion years brought into existence a matchless human being with knowledge so great that he is to bring into existence a world without end, he has that knowledge that would allow him to make a new heaven and a new earth, and he has that wisdom to take us from the way we have been made into our enemy and make us a new creature, and if they submit it, he could change the nature of things and make what could not fit into the kingdom fit on condition that they recognize the Mahdi and submit to him entirely, then he can make them into a new creature. The day the Honorable Elijah Muhammad made his last speech to us, he gave us two things. He gave us a tape-recorded message. On one side was the judgment, and on the other side the time and what must be done. And he gave us all a book, and that book's title was Our Savior Has Arrived. Well, you are witnessing the fact today that our Savior has indeed Arrived. What do you mean, arrived? Arrived is the past participle of the verb to arrive, to come to a certain point, a certain place at a certain time. And when you have got there, you have completed your motion. 
So you have come to that point where you have arrived to that knowledge, that wisdom, that power that will make you able now to save a people. My subject today, a savior is born for the black man and woman of America. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. Oh, man, all praise is due to Allah for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, a savior has arrived. We robbers of our mothers and our fathers. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. We black men and women are definitely in need of a savior. And I know what you're thinking, man. We tired of this savior talk, man. Savior this, savior that. But we must have a savior. Not some spooky white man coming out the sky, but a savior meaning a man who has the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that will save us if we follow it. But it has to come in the form or through the mouth of a human being, of a man, of a woman. Just like the Spirit of God has to come in the vessel of the finite body, man. But it is infinite or infinite wisdom, knowledge, understanding, power, and force. So we need to be saved. We need help as a people. So if you are out there today and you have some knowledge and you know the answer and you have a solution, please not only spread the word, but be a good example of that word. To those of you all who know the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad who was in the first resurrection or, 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 or before prior 75, it's time. Listen, somebody commented on my post the other day talking about, uh, man, what did this man say? This man said, you know, there are those of us who know the teachings or whatever. We just behind closed doors or we underground waiting on that final call. I, I, I had to be honest with him, family. I say, look here, man. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, been, he, 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 he's, been, he's been sounding off the final call. The trumpet is coming from his mouth. It's time out for that being underground. It's time out for all that. The, 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 uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you know, his best followers is in the streets. That you, We taking this stuff out of context. That was for those who left the mosque in 1975, and they was going to be raised back up when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan raised the nation back up. 
His followers was in the streets. That means they was going to stand up, come back to this mission. It do not mean leave the mosque. It do not mean go live of this world. It do not mean go hide behind a sycamore tree. Our people are already at war. That's what we got to understand. We keep talking about, oh, when they go down, when the war comes, news flash. The war is already going on. Don't you understand they killing our people through the chemtrails? Don't you understand they killing our people through the food? Don't you understand they are harming our people through the vaccines? We are already being destroyed. We already at war. What are we waiting on? Hell, we're going to be waiting so long. You're going you're gonna to be dead by the time you're talking about coming from the underground. Or, you know, by the time you come on out here and get, get in this work. Us young people need you elders to come on out here. We, we got the fire, we got the following, we got the influence, but we need your guidance. We need your guidance. We need your experience. We need to know how to cope when certain things happen. Heal when certain things happen because you done already been through it. So time out for that. I'm just, I'm just sitting back waiting. No, come on out, man. We need you. That's what time we at today. We need to say we need saviors. That's why it's called Savior's Day. Not Savior Day. It's Savior's Day with an S on it. Because he didn't come to make two gods. He came to make us all gods. Give us the reality of God so we can see the force and power within ourselves. So we can go out and sound the alarm. Sound that funnel call and wake our people up by Allah's permission. That's the mission, man. And for the brother saying, I don't know everything like the minister know. I don't know everything like y'all know. Well, guess what, man? You know something. You don't realize that that little something that you know may be the spark that'll wake a brother up. It may be the spark, man, that wakes a brother up. So please go out there, man. Improve yourself first. Please, please know the order. Prove, uh, uh, increase yourself first. Self first, then others. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, self-improvement is the basis of community development. And that's the truth. Self-improvement is the basis of community development. Brothers ask me all the time, man, what can I do to help? Brother, the best thing you can do is work on yourself. Be a good example and share your results. Share what it is that's improving you. That's all we need from you, brother. And if you want to join the nation, come on down. Of course, come to the study group. Raise your hand when you feel like it's your time. But honestly, you can start right now, brother. Start by improving your life, improving your diet, improving your health, improving your finances, improving your spirituality, improving your mental. And we'll get our people one by one, family. So thank you all for watching this podcast. Listen, man, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with somebody. Let somebody know about it. I'm trying to grow this podcast, man. We are going to grow this podcast. I ain't trying to do it. We will grow. I'm growing this podcast. About to get consistent with it. If you'd like to become a contributor and a sponsor, go to www.patreon.com slash brotherbenx, man. If you like my content that I post on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere else, and you would like to support me, go to www.patreon.com slash brotherbenx. And if you would like to know about, you know, updates and some programs that I have, and if you would like to book me, go to www.brotherbenx.com. With that being said, I'm signing out. Love you all. Have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum. Slay.
riders who feel to be a modern day slave. Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. I take a knee, but no one listens to no cares about no descendant of some. I entertain them like a book dancing. Shoot that ball, make them laugh. And it don't matter how you vote, cause you's a Democratic, Republican. I held my job and still they pay me like a whip me like a, then work me like a dirty cops shooter back talking. Drug dealing, a runaway. Obama won cause they were scared of the Knew they owed us, but never paid the You make it to the league and still be a million dollar, a welfare. The prison system got like three million. I speak for the I wanna free the How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. Now it don't matter about your color, use a, a white trash, a ghetto black. And Trump don't care about no Mexicans or Puerto Ricans, just let them drown. No, no, nobody cares about the health of no sick or not, I'll fire that. I know all whites didn't really own, some blacks own, some Uncle Tom. And everybody benefited from the sharecropping, that act swinging. Even the White House was designed by some intelligence and built by more. The Civil War was won and fought by some. Fought for the. We died like some. And everybody loves the cooking from us. Sex from us. They toss away a. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. How does it feel to be a modern day slave? Working minimum wages, time to cock gauges. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system, yes, I said it, build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook, yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. 
See you there. Privatebankingblueprint.com.